Welcome to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnnews.com. Bermuda Bistro at the Beach is centrally located on Front Street in Hamilton. Our dedicated service staff are ready to serve you a selection of delicious items for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily from 9 a.m. till 3 a.m., Bermuda Bistro is Bermuda's best spot for pub fare, gourmet burgers, and specialty cocktails. Happy hours at the Beach are Bermuda's number one hotspot and host an array of live entertainment. I'm here for the latest Burn News podcast with Martha Dismont. Uh, Martha is the executive director of the Family Centre, which has just launched a new campaign about child neglect called Neglect is Abuse, See It, Stop It. Martha, can you just outline the campaign uh, and what it is you hope it will achieve and how? Thank you, and it's a pleasure to be speaking with you. The campaign was brought about as a result of our concern, as uh, the concern of Department for Child and Families and other service providers, that there is a bit of an increase in what's called child neglect in, in the community. We believe much of it is very connected to the uh, conditions that we're seeing in, our, in, in Bermuda, particularly uh, the rise in unemployment for locals and therefore parents are stressed and not able to really think about uh, these uh, issues that we're finding affect children, particularly not paying as much attention to children's emotional well-being, even some of their medical care, uh, their educational care, which uh, has, I think, been on the decrease for some time. So this particular campaign was to really support parents in the community uh, in a way that they think a little bit more about the signs of what might be what we constitute as neglect, not paying attention to the issues relative to your child. And it could be very unintentional. What, what are the signs then? What are the obvious signs perhaps and the less obvious signs? Well, um, certainly there are two sides to that a little bit. For instance, if you're a household, for instance, that is um, experiencing quite a bit of stress and concern and frustration, and uh, maybe there's an increase in domestic violence in your home, uh, your children could easily be exposed to that if you aren't protecting uh, their uh, ears and, and etc. I mean, uh, sometimes it's very difficult to prevent the situations that go on between a wife and husband or spouses or um, partners. However, um, if you find there's an increase in your fighting, then then. Um, your child or your children are probably exposed to uh, those situations and you must protect it. If uh, children will be sad, children will be fearful, children will be unhappy, um, children will be happy. If there are extended periods when your child is sad or frightened, uh, something could be going on. Uh, Children who experience educational neglect, for instance, and educational neglect could simply be not getting your child to school on time, not sending your child to school with food. Your child might become very sad, uh, uh, withdrawn, etc. So um, again, parents, uh, those are blatant situations, Mm -hmm. but uh, there may be some subtle things that you're doing that you're unaware of, uh, leaving your child with a relative that you believe is taking good care of your child, but you need to check that particularly if your child seems more fearful, more sad, more withdrawn. Presumably then this campaign is not just aimed at parents. And the reason I say that is, as a parent myself, if you're having a very stressful situation, if you're working three jobs, if you're working 18 Mm -hmm. hours a day, you probably haven't got time to realise 
that your child is being neglected and is showing signs of neglect. That's exactly right. That's exactly correct. And it's one of the reasons, again, for the campaign. The campaign is really about raising awareness. It isn't a blame or shame. It's raising awareness. You know, we, we hear from uh, the community so far, well, I was unaware that that might occur. So we need to be aware that we are in a community under certain conditions at the moment. Yeah, and I'll come on to that later on, but just, just to press this point a bit then, that you're not aiming this at parents, you're aiming this at the community. We are aiming it absolutely at the community as a whole. Coaches, teachers, uh, business people with uh, individuals who work for them, who may bring their children with them or pick up their children uh, or have their children come to them. This is really aimed absolutely at the community. And again, just, just you know, I'm, I'm going to put myself into this scenario mm -hmm. that, for instance, I might see a child that I've known for many years and suddenly think, mm, they're not acting the same. It's very difficult for uh, an outsider, if you like, to take any action, isn't it? What would you say to that person? Well, it is, and, and it's another reason for the campaign because one of the things that we want to make sure happens is that you know how to report it if uh, something occurs. Uh, the ad campaign, you will see that it shows a number that you can report if you believe that there's neglect going on. And if you're not sure, you can actually call the Family Center on 232-1116 and ask for support or, or ask for an explanation. I've seen something. Does this constitute neglect? And if we uh, can help you through that, we can give you also the number to, to, to call because there is a number on all the ads that says, call if you see this, this going on. And um, the ads will show instances of actual neglect. You, you touched on uh, one of the causes. You said it's very stressful times in Bermuda at the moment. Is that the overriding cause at the moment? Basically the economic side of things. Is that the overriding cause at the moment or, or are there other, other bigger causes as well? Right. We believe that's the reason for the increase because uh, prior to our economic uh, downfall and, and, and we know we're crawling our way out of uh, this economic condition, uh, we, we still saw neglect. And um, we believe that um, some of this is about multi-generational norms, so to speak, that are passed along. If parents of parents, you know, uh, these young parents particularly have not provided their children with a, 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 um, experiences where they've learned how to pay attention to the growth and development of your child, we find this across the community. I was going to ask that actually, I was going to make, but you've touched on that point, it's an interesting point. Do you find then, you, you, is it a case, a de definitive case then that those are neglected will carry on? Absolutely. I mean, we all learn from our experiences and we act from those experiences and we all have individual experiences and there are homes, without a doubt, that parents have not paid enough attention to their children, so they haven't learned how to be good parents. Uh, there, there are homes, uh, for example, where there isn't nurturance. Um, we look at risk factors in order to determine uh, what's going on with families and the services that we need to put in place. One of the risk factors is the lack of nurturance and support in a home environment. And we find that to be quite rampant, actually. And again, we think it's multi-generational, that if uh, years ago parents uh, spent a lot of time working but not giving nurturance and support, then their children uh, will not give nurturance and support. They haven't learned to do that unless they marry someone that is, is very affectionate and nurturing, etc. And, and, and that kind of household will breed a sense of neglect because uh, I even have heard parents say things like, well, isn't, you know, children, they're, they're, they're seen but not heard. 
you're treating children as objects rather than people, just small Victorian, people. It? It's very Victorian. And um, so how do we learn how to be more nurturing and caring within our own homes? Well, sometimes it has to be taught, which is a sad thing to mm. think about. Mm. But you do find that. But it's multi-generational. And, and so often we will have families that come into Family Center. And uh, it's about teaching them to be uh, caring and nurturing to their own children because they haven't been taught that themselves. Is, is, it, a, is it a concern for you then that you're, you're seeing a, a rise in the number of cases of, of child neglect? Uh, because of the economic situation, is that going to be um, a self-fulfilling prophecy? Almost, you're going to see even more multi-generational causes of effect. If we absolutely, if we don't get it under control, it's always in every jurisdiction, in every community. You have to look at the trends. Uh, we know that uh, economic depressions or certainly uh, recessions will send a community into conditions like we're seeing. It's not unusual, fr- frankly. Mm-hmm we can always you know plan better and prepare better for these kinds of things uh therefore it it will carry on unless you catch these parents uh and and teach uh or help them develop some sense of resilience families need to come out of poverty children who have been uneducated need to be educated uh parents who aren't don't have the skills to work need to be given the skills to work you strengthen your population so that they have not only the skills themselves, but they have the ability to support others in order to prevent the, the trend from becoming multi-generational. So it really is an investment across the community wherever you have a challenge in order for each of us to be able to help someone else. You make it sound very easy, but it's not easy. It's not. Do I really? It's, it's not easy whatsoever. Um, and it's, it takes a lot of patience. Uh, because um, I think people sometimes look at what we're seeing and, and, and people are often very judgmental and people forget that we all have different experiences. We, we basically act on how we've been trained, what we've grown up with, uh, the people who've been in our lives. If we've had supportive, nurturing people in our lives, even if they were not our parents, we are supportive, nurturing people. But if we have not, we do not. And therefore, um, it's a lot of work to get people, um, and I was talking to my staff person this morning about this, sometimes you have to give people or, or make sure people have the opportunity to have life-changing experiences. We all know what it feels like when you're sitting uh, uh, in a room with a young child who, te- who you know, tearfully talks about, uh, growing up and, and what it's been like where you all of a sudden develop some empathy for that and it, to me it changes your outlook on, on people's problems when you realize uh, what they've gone through and we, can, we hear these stories from inmates up at Westgate mm-hmm. and, and the prison when you hear their history and, and what's gone on with them you develop a bit more empathy and you have the ability to, to be supportive and so um, I think across the board uh, my staff have learned how to develop empathy, uh, strengthen empathy, and, and, and to help parents. But it's a lot of work when, when it has be, been multi-generational because you're really turning around lives. But you give people a different experience that makes them a little bit more nurturing. You mentioned some of the effects of uh, child neglect. Can you just expand on those a bit more, the kind of things that you see? Well, um, I remember uh, a brief instance when I um, talked to a teacher at a school who, who told me about what children were bringing in for lunches, for instance, and she said how shocked she was one day when a young boy had his lunchbox and he opened it up and it was full of just bacon. That was his lunch, full of bacon. That's neglect. 
that's uh, uh, physical neglect. Uh, to some degree, it's it's uh, it's educational neglect. There is no way a child bringing bacon every day or even one day a week will be able to focus on on school. But obviously, the mother is at the same time, or whoever it is, is um, you know providing him with food that is inappropriate uh, for anybody, and and particularly the amount. Mm. That you know, that let me make sure he has enough to eat, but I'll fill it. With, and there was nothing else. There was no liquid. It was so just that. There was care on one sense that there was enough to eat. There was enough to eat, but but, but the, what the you appropriateness of it. Was it was completely inappropriate. I mean, uh, you know, we have uh, situations where where parents are uh, leaving children with with uh, adults who are or maybe inappropriate, but just to have a body in the house so that I'm not. Uh, being uh, criticized for not leaving my child with someone. And we know that families are in circumstances, that people are working two and three jobs. But uh, another reason for this campaign is to say, no matter what we're going through as a country, because the, the children of today will be our adults of tomorrow, that there is no excuse for some of the behavior if you are aware of what constitutes neglect, because neglect of children will lead to children being angry, sad, frustrated. And, you know, Bermuda hasn't gotten to the point yet of uh, the terrorism we're seeing in the U.S. by, uh, ad you know, um, young adults who have been neglected, quite honestly. Uh, but we could get there if we aren't paying attention to the, are, these conditions. Seeing, we are seeing continuing yeah. gang violence. We are seeing the gang violence, and that is, I'm going to tell you, the gang violence as, um, is about all of this, these neglect pieces. We're talking about emotional, you know, um, not having proper health care is a form of medical neglect. Uh, telling a kid who hasn't graduated that you're no good, you can't, you know, you, you're not smart, that's emotional neglect. These things lead to gang involvement. These, these things lead to teenage pregnancy. Mm -hmm. These things lead to substance abuse. When we talk about those issues, these are the core things. So it's another reason why the importance of this campaign. Just be aware of the things that you say, you do, you expose children to that bring about uh, the behavior that we're getting from children, including certain things like exposing children to sexualized behavior. I heard probably five or six years ago of a uh, family where the children were sleeping in the same room with the parents and all sorts of sexualized behavior was going on in the presence of those children. That will lead to a child coming into our service for counseling mm -hmm. for it could easily lead to sexual abuse of mm -hmm. that for, for that from that child when they turn 12 and 13 years old. I think parents really need to be aware of these sorts of things. Just it's an interesting thing you, you, this, this, I'm quite interested in this bacon story. Yes. Because in a way that suggests to me that it's not necessarily neglect, it's an inability to cope. It is. It is. Um, I, guess, I guess the neglect piece comes in with... Well, neglect is the end result. But exactly. It's an inability to cope, whether that's too young, too old, too busy, but it, that seems to be the crux of that story. Yes, well, and it's 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 just poor judgment as well because at the end of the day, you have to. You, there's there are many parents that are just surviving, or many parents that say this is all I have money for exposure to. But uh, you know, you make a judgment whether you go and rob a bank because you don't have enough money, and the risk for that versus whether you go and find some other way to make sure you have what you need. So, uh, yes, it, 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 it is about coping. 
but it's also about education and judgment and and sometimes this is a parent will feel and maybe that parent felt very strongly that um, look I'm doing the best I can and someone gave me bacon when I had nothing else in my house so I gave him the bacon um, I'm gonna say to that parent that you need help in your household when you get to a point where you have to take that kind of risk with your child um, and there is help out there, and it's important for people to know that uh, certainly Family Center would be the first ones to step mm -hmm. up when you say to me, all I have in the house is bacon and I can't get anything else. We certainly will help a family like that. It's very difficult sometimes to swallow your pride and go for help, though, isn't it? It really is. And, and in this small fishbowl of a community where That's we right. don't uh, look lightly on uh, when someone needs help and we don't treat them with a nurturing and supportive uh, tone when we're trying to help. Yes, people have a, very, a lot of difficulty uh, getting the help. And so at Family Center, we've always made it a, a core value that we treat uh, individuals who walk in here for help like they're our own, because they are, because we would want someone to treat us the same way. Very important. I agree. You, you mentioned the figures. I, I think when you launched the campaign, you said that uh, the cases of referrals to you for neglect were up 26%. Uh, in, in 2015. Is that an on, ongoing upward trend that you're seeing or is that a peak? Is that a, a sort of uh, anomaly? According to the Department for Child and Family Services who provided us with the uh, statistics, they said it's an, it's an upward trend and not good. Um, and uh, that neglect was constituted as um, children, uh, child exposure to domestic violence particularly. Um, and um, it's an upward trend and therefore it is actually a bit worrying. It's not surprising given the environment, unfortunately, again. And that's why I was saying earlier that we do see um, Child and Family Services have talked about instances of neglect that included uh, some of the neglect pieces we've mentioned, but lack of supervision, substance abuse, you know, even uh, medical, children being in unsafe environments, not having food. But in the past uh, year or two, the domestic violence, exposure to domestic violence is what has um, sent the uh, neglect uh, statistic upward, and it is uh, continuing this year, they said. Uh, this um, Bermuda relies very heavily on charities. I, I've written and said before that charities mm -hmm. here are what would constitute social services in most of the countries. That's true. Um, and you say you've got this increase. You're not the, it's not the only issue that's on the increase. Are charities able to accept and deal with this challenge at the moment financially? Well, that's a very really, that's a really important question, actually, because uh, I guess back in 2008, I, I, I was watching the statistics in the U.S. when the U.S. was going through the recession, and, and, we, and I knew back then, as I pay attention to these kinds of things, that when you go into a recession, the demand goes up for your service. And as the Bermuda was going to the recession, uh, obviously we were going to experience the same thing, and we have. The challenge for Bermuda is that the continuum of services is not strong enough, wasn't strong enough back in 2008 to meet the needs for uh, uh, services uh, that families needed. We, we're just not strong as a social service community. People have been accustomed to just taking care of their own families, uh, support you when you need it. So even 
uh, Department of Child and Family Services, it's still in its infancy stage, quite honestly. So Bermuda has been a bit unprepared for the conditions that we have. So the current continuum of service and the Family Center through the Interagency Committee, which I actually chair, a separate committee, has done a sort of a survey of the agencies that are on the island, and particularly the ones who provide critical services to families who are struggling. And there are quite a few there. There are about 50 agencies that are providing critical services. But uh, they don't necessarily have the capacity to meet the demand that we're seeing. And therefore, you know, we're a little bit in trouble. Um, it's another reason why the Family Center has spent a lot of time on the interagency committee, not only uh, trying to be an effective agency on that full continuum, but helping other agencies to get up to speed because we can all see the problems that we're seeing, the increase in gang violence. The, the biggest void in that uh, continuum at the moment is that we don't have enough services for the 18 to 25-year-old who has not receive their right. their degree nor have the skills and that's why the increase in gang violence and we're looking at that right now as a group so your question with regard to the capacity uh, the capacity right now as as we can see is not up to the demand for services and that is is uh, a problem but as a, a, um, a continuum of agencies looking at this we're actually trying to work on it, but we need funding because, and the funding that charities get, I, I, I just think people forget this, that our demand, uh, the demand for funding is equal to the demand in the community for, for you know, the needs. Um, and if we, if, if the funding could keep up with the needs, particularly as agencies, if we can demonstrate that we're making a difference, because we wouldn't want uh, people, uh, donors and investors to be wasting their money. And, and so uh, our work, again, on the interagency committee is make sure everybody's working from a good best practice and good mm -hmm. standards. Mm -hmm. But if we're being effective, the funding need to equal the need. And at the moment, it doesn't. So agencies can't build their capacity to meet the need. Right now, we're about to look at, I think in October, how are we going to address the issues for 18 to 25-year-olds? We're going to clearly need funding because you need new services. And it's mainly because we were unable to preventively deal with those 18 to 25-year-olds prior to becoming 18. So again, it's another reason for this campaign. Can we get in front of the issues, say, see the signs? You're kind of playing catch-up a bit and trying to plan for the future, but at the same time you're suffering because of funding. Yes, it's a it's a it's an ongoing challenge. I mean, we are, you know, we're making some progress. I was talking to someone this morning that was getting a bit depressed and concerned, and I said there there are lots of individuals in the community who are rallying around trying to support the issues that we're seeing. And if we can bring all these resources together, I actually believe that we can make some progress. Yes, I don't want to sound unduly negative. No, no, it's it's very good questions because these are the questions that not only need to be answered, but we want people to hear are. The issues out there. Okay, and, and just uh, once again, if you'd just like to uh, get the telephone number perhaps of the Family Centre and where Absolutely. people can contact if, if, uh, if they, they see need. something as a result of this campaign. Absolutely. There is a phone number that uh, individuals should uh, report an issue to, and that is uh, the, the phone number for Department for Child and Family Services, and that number is 278-9111. If they're very clear, particularly after seeing the ads, that um, it, it constitutes neglect. So they, they are a target audience, those that see it. But if you're not really sure and you want support around what you've seen, or if you're someone who suspect that something may be going on with you or your child or your family, call us and let us help you through that, and that's 232 six.
Okay, thank you very much and good luck with the campaign. Thank you very much for talking with me about this important stuff. Bermuda Bistro at the Beach is centrally located on Front Street in Hamilton. Our dedicated service staff are ready to serve you a selection of delicious items for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily from 9 a.m. till 3 a.m., Bermuda Bistro is Bermuda's best spot for pub fare, gourmet burgers, and specialty cocktails. Owned and operated by Mr. Richard Olson, Mr. Olson brings his wealth of knowledge and expertise in the restaurant industry to create a restaurant and bar that attracts all walks of life. Happy Hours at the Beach are Bermuda's number one hotspot that hosts an array of live entertainment featuring Bermuda's top entertainers. Stay late and enjoy the beats of local DJs spinning reggae, soca, and more. Bermuda Bistro at the Beach is the fame of Front Street. Thank you for tuning in to Burn News Current Affairs Podcast with Jeremy Deacon. Listen at your leisure on www.burnnews.com, your 24-7 Bermuda news source.